Welcome back to New to Medical Device Sales. I am your host, Jacob McLaughlin, and today I have a very good friend with me who is going to bring a lot of value to our listeners and who's going to make a giant impact on you guys. And if you guys don't know who my guest is, you've pretty much just not been on LinkedIn and haven't been seeing anything about medical device because he is the dude when it comes to it. So I am happy to bring you Omar M. Khatib. That's right, baby. Jacob, it's a pleasure to be back on the show. Or actually not back on the show. I feel like I've been on the show before because I listened to a lot of your episodes, but it's good to be on the show again. I don't have I is this the first time we're doing your show? It's the first time we've been on the show. Like this is what's funny is like you and I have done a lot of other stuff together. We've done other first, stuff. Yeah, but this is the first time we actually have you on the podcast to to help our listeners. And so it's it's just I'm excited to have it because again, it's been a long time in the making. And I know this is gonna be an episode that actually just helps so many people because what, and, I, and I'll let you do your intro and we'll, and we'll get into the topic. But the, you know, the, one of the biggest things I get is people listen to the podcast and then they're like, oh, I have to have a LinkedIn to break into medical device sales. And I'm like, it would be smart. Um, and it's how do you separate yourself? And that's what you're, you've become the king at, the master. And so I'm really excited to, to have you share your knowledge and to help all of our listeners. But before we do that, can you kind of give us a, just a big overview of just in case these people don't know who you are, tell them who, the, what, who you are and what you've done. Yeah, let me give you a little bit of the like elevator pitch in terms of like, you know, my background and everything and why your listeners should, you know, even listen to my advice. So first and foremost, I want to start with who I really am. So I'm, I'm a proud husband and father. Um, I have a wonderful wife named Ilkem, who we've been uh, happily married and, you know, in, in deeply in love every single day, more than more than the day before since uh, 20, 2018. Or 2017, I always mix up the dates. She gets upset about that. <laughs> a beautiful, beautiful baby boy named Bearcon. Uh, he's nine months old. Um, I'm. I, if you're a young man who's listening to this, uh, step number one is like find a find a good woman, commit to her, uh, work on your relationship, and then you know I would say uh, really aim towards getting married sooner than later. Um, you know, uh, going out. I, I used to party a lot, and uh, you know, I had I had a quite of a playboy life. I'll tell you what biggest waste of my time, biggest waste of my time. So my, my recommendation is, you know, find a good woman. They're hard to come by, get married, have kids. Um, you know, and if you're very driven to make money as an entrepreneur, nothing will accelerate you more than a getting married because then you have no reason to waste time going out to bars and clubs and everything. And then have a kid where you are just deeply motivated to, to be as successful possible. So that's, that's who, who I am. Um, my backgrounds, so I'm a boy from Texas. I'm a first-generation immigrant. Dad's from Iraq. Mom's from Turkey. Went to the uh, University of Texas, El Paso. Studied biology and chemistry. Went to medical school. Now, a lot of people say they went to medical school. They were just pre-med. I literally went to medical school. Um, so I was accepted, pre-accepted on full scholarship to Texas Tech University, which I'm going to use that story because that was probably the greatest sale I've made in my life. And it's going to be a key point to your listeners about how to persuade psychologically in interviews. So I'm going to go into that framework shortly. But, you know, a few years into medical school, I realized it wasn't for me, dropped out, started in the great world of medical device sales. Like many of your listeners, I, I, I literally was a medical student and had a great background. And man, I applied to so many places. I got rejected. People were like, oh, you got to start out in disposables or working in this or that. I just did not believe it. My first job in the industry, clinical sales rep for the first surgical robotic company in spine. It was Zor Robotics. Started off in sales, 
quickly promoted after a year into marketing because I was really good at market development. That company got acquired for $1.3 billion by Ventronic. And since then, I've gone into disruptive technologies such as robotics, artificial intelligence. Um, I started a consumer uh, fashion product at one point just to learn how to market better and, and do Facebook ads. Um, went into software, so I was in the SaaS industry for a year. And then, and this kind of brings me to who I who I am today and what I do. Um, uh, a little over a year ago, when I finished my run in software, I was I was the first head of growth marketing in our industry. Went to SaaS. I was a head of growth there. Came back to our industry because I miss this industry. As much as many problems as it has, and as frustrating as it is, I'll tell you, it's more rewarding in this industry because we're dealing with patient care, healthcare. It's high end. No one cares about like marketing software and these things like the SaaS industries. I think it's overhyped. So when I came back, I just realized that I was tired of working for different companies and having to do song and dance to the board on how to market and sell. So I decided to start my own company with one mission, Jacob. And that's why, you know, I was very excited to have you join my program and also to work more with you is I want to change how we sell and market in this industry. And I, that's a, I burned the boats on that. Whether it takes 5, 10, 15 years, it's going to happen. So my company, Katib & Co., works with medical salespeople and companies and startups to drive technology adoption and grow sales pipeline 100% through social media and digital channels. We have a, a award-winning show. Well, award-winning in my eyes. I mean, we won some awards, but it's kind of like some random thing. But like, I don't even know if it's <laughs> like nobody really knows it. But it's called the State of MedTech. So on that show, we have like leaders like the former... CEO of Medtronic, Bill George, uh, Stryker president, Jim Heath, investors like Antoine Papper to come on. And we do a lot of sales uh, uh, um, topics as well. And so my business is focused on working with med tech companies and then also helping salespeople who say, you know what, I want to be the 1% of sales reps to learn how to sell at scale and persuade, persuade at scale yep. um, when it comes to technology options and everything. So that pretty much in a nutshell is who I am. And the reason why I'm on your show right now is aside from the fact that, you know, you're in my program and I think you're one of the top guys in it. Um, it, it I've mentored so many people on how to design their LinkedIn profile so that they can get more interviews and persuade, but also the, the interview uh, side as well. And last thing I'll, I'll mention, we'll jump into it. For me right now in my industry, in my business, aside from big med tech companies, startups and sales reps. I also speak at our industry's most prestigious medtech investor summit called the LSI Emerging Medtech Summit. 200 startups presenting, lots of investors and strategics. And so I advise investors and venture capitalists on their portfolio companies on how they should leverage, leverage LinkedIn. So LinkedIn, maybe a good place to start is why have a LinkedIn profile? Do you yeah. think that's a good place to start? Yeah, I, would, I would love that because that, so just so you know, like when I'm talking to the listeners, we've talked about it. Um, I do just want to make a comment as of this moment, we are making this when this will be released. You guys may be having trouble finding me on LinkedIn. Um, there's some things going on. So if you do reach out to me on Instagram, <laughs> that's why we have different platforms. But when I do talk about it, you guys, LinkedIn is such an important place for us to get started. And most of my listeners don't even have a LinkedIn. And so I think it's why should we have a LinkedIn? What's so important about it in the medical device world, a med tech world? Totally. So let's let's frame this out. So it's a really high level interview um, because you and I can just like, 
you know, we should we should do another show where it's just kind of like the Omar and Jacob out. Chop it up, have baby. Fun, chop it up, yeah. So why I'm going to give you the history from a macroeconomic standpoint. Why should you have a LinkedIn profile? I'm going to move into some really tactical things where some of your listeners, I would recommend go back and open their LinkedIn and, and follow these steps. So like really high level steps on what they should do. And then those who stay to the very end, I'm going to give you the, the single-handedly, the most powerful psychological tactic you can use to persuade and control an interview. I don't care if you're interviewing for a medical sales role, uh, you know, a SAS role, whatever it is, or maybe you decide you want to go to medical school, this will work. Okay. So let's start with why I have a LinkedIn. LinkedIn back in 2015, 2014 was acquired for $28 billion. To put that number in perspective, in 2015, you can buy NASA for $13 billion. You got acquired for a lot of money. Who acquired them? Microsoft. Why should you know that? First, if there's some Companies that will never that won't go away. They're like the most powerful companies on planet Earth. Uh, Google is one, Apple's another, Microsoft is the other. You know, just so people know how powerful Microsoft is. Microsoft is the reason Apple still exists because Bill Gates pseudo not pseudo kind of saved Apple back in the day by investing in them and everything. So Microsoft is the platform for all things professional. They got Word, they got Outlook, they have Bing. You know, the search engine, which sucks, but now it's it's actually a huge problem for Google's is they just signed a deal with chat GPT, which is going to be, it's going to make things insane. Yep. So LinkedIn is being integrated into everything Microsoft, Outlook, et cetera, right? It is their social platform and channel. I think last year by itself, LinkedIn brought in like 10 or $11 billion in revenue for Microsoft. The way that people should think about this, Jacob, do you remember uh, back in 08 when YouTube got acquired by Google? Yep. Okay. Did you have a YouTube channel back then? I, I sadly did not. I wish I did. Yeah, I did not either. And because back then, everybody was like, oh, Google paid a billion dollars for this, for the do it your, like the home movie website where you can upload home movies and look up do it yourself stuff. Gamers who just naturally were like, oh, I'll throw my videos up there. People without trying became multimillionaires. Their lives changed because of what YouTube did, which by the way, YouTube now does a billion in revenue every two and a half weeks. LinkedIn's not going to do the same thing. LinkedIn's different, but LinkedIn's going to have the same effect for the professional world. I know investors, venture capitalists, CEOs, they have no social media except LinkedIn. If you go Google my name, I've been in this game for a long time, content game that is. I have podcasts, YouTube channels, et cetera. The number one hit that comes up on Google search is LinkedIn because LinkedIn is the number one most trusted platform and most secure platform of all of them. If you think about it, have you ever had an issue with LinkedIn in terms of trolls, fake accounts, um, negativity? None. It's it's. It, I've had even people who I know who have uh, hundreds of thousands of followers on other channels who said, yeah, right now I feel like the only social media that's actually says something about you is if you have a big following on LinkedIn. Yep. Right. So, so, so the, those are the main reasons to have a LinkedIn because right now, if you're doing something professional, you want to make like, if you want to make any serious, unless you're a billionaire and even those guys are getting on LinkedIn, not having LinkedIn is like the sketchiest thing and not having a bad LinkedIn is, 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 is worse. So yep. let's, uh, let me step back. Any questions so far? Cause we'll, we'll jump into like how to, how to design the LinkedIn. No. Yeah, no. And I think that's a great background i think the question that's going to come out is like okay i understand that but why do i need it for medical device sales why is yeah. it 
you know, we always talk about it's kind of like your online resume, right? And so that I think that's the question that really comes in a lot. Ah, so the reason why is the med device industry is now functioning by sourcing people directly from LinkedIn. Okay, that's that's where all recruiting and hiring is happening. Plus, you got somebody like me where I've invested every penny I got and I'm driving a stake through the industry to change things, including bringing all these physicians onto LinkedIn. So every day I analyze, every, every 30 days I analyze physician activity on LinkedIn. More and more physicians not only have profiles on LinkedIn, I actually have data showing that anywhere from five to 15% of all physicians are actively creating original content on LinkedIn. I have I know physicians who are leaving Twitter and spending more time on LinkedIn because it's more conducive for clinical discussions, right? So between those things, the fact that I'm going and telling investors they need to evaluate their companies to have digital strategies, and then companies are all saying, we can't get into the hospital anymore. They're not going to get their reps to go use Instagram and Twitter and stuff. They should. But the one thing that is actually powerful for driving pipeline, it's LinkedIn. So not only helps you get the job, but once you're in the job, it'll help you be successful. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the absolute truth, you guys. I just say this because the thing is, is like, I always, let's make it to layman's terms for when you guys are on. If you're on Instagram and you're in college or you're 25 right now, and you go find somebody and you hear a name, the first thing you do is you go search them on Instagram. But if they have four followers and like some picture you can't really tell, you're like, this person's fake. This, this isn't a real person. The exact same thing happens on LinkedIn when people are reaching out to managers or reps or people. When they hear a name, they're going to be like, who's this person? And if you don't yeah. have a LinkedIn or you have three followers in a bad picture, they're going to be like, is this even a real person? Let me, that's, a, I'm so happy you made that point. Let me, let me bring up a, a way that people should think. And what some of your viewers who are on YouTube, they'll see us, but on spot on podcast, they don't. I'm sitting in my library. The shelf behind me, there's two shelves. All, all they are are psychology and persuasion. The human brain has not evolved to know the difference between certain things. Because like the internet didn't exist a thousand years ago. Your brains didn't evolve. So right now, you and I are, are communicating through the digital world. I'm in the physical world. Notice I said digital and physical, not digital and real world. They're both real. The, the brain doesn't know the difference between these things. There's no separation, which also means let's look at your hiring manager. Your hiring manager is a consumer, meaning they buy things from Amazon and you know eBay and these things. Let's just use Amazon for example. If I, as you know, I'm Omar and I'm friends with Jacob, and Jacob, I tell you, dude, you should you should buy I don't know this wallet. It's dude, I freaking love this thing, and I'm like, you know, it's this wallet, you know, and you go look it up on Amazon and you go to the product page, and there's like seven reviews. It doesn't matter how great the wallet is, like you're not you're like I'm not gonna buy this. Yep. So. When you go to an Amazon page, think about what, like if you go to a well-established brand on Amazon, they have hundreds, if not thousands of reviews. Then if you go deeper, they have like product features. Then they upload their own pictures of the product. Then you go to the bottom, you see uh, what people have to say about the product videos and everything, because they don't know who lands on that page. What do they need from a persuasion standpoint to say, I want to buy this product. Yeah. When someone lands on your page as a potential hire hiree, you have no idea. Do they want to see your about section? Maybe they want to see your recommendations. You need to make sure everything is engineered in there so that they say, oh, I'll buy this product. Yep. So like the very first step on your, on your LinkedIn is you need to go to your privacy settings, go to the visibility, 
unlock everything because some people are not logged into LinkedIn. Sometimes when they Google search you, or maybe they're not a connection, you don't want it so that if they're a second or third connection, meaning they're not directly connected with you, they end up seeing a grayed out photo. You want everything visible. Okay. And before I go into, I'm going to give you guys, uh, give your audience like three secrets to their LinkedIn profile. It's going to help a lot. And then we'll talk a few, few other tactics and we'll get into the interview. But Jacob, I want to show you a book. And for the people who are just listening, I'm holding up a book and it's got a red cover. It's just a blank red cover. And the, the name of the book is how to design things really well. Do you want to buy that book? Like uh, maybe <laughs> now I'm going to add this cover. So the cover is this glossy white cover at the top. There's a, uh, uh, an endorsement, a quote, from Guy Kawasaki, it's like, if you want to evangelize and enchant people, you must influence their memories. This book shows you how to do it. Okay, so there's a testimonial there. The name of the book, Impossible to Ignore. Great title. Subtitle, Creating Memorable Content to Influence Decisions. Then you have uh, a few butterflies that are white and then this really bright red butterfly that's red in the middle. Okay, The book has not changed. It's the same book, it's the same content. I dramatically changed it. And so the exciting thing for your viewers, I was, you were, you were, the, you were the, you were that, uh, your listeners who are trying to get a job, you were them a few years ago. I was them 10 years ago. Yep. The great thing is that some people they're like, oh, maybe I need to go to XYZ sales college. <laughs> or maybe I need to go get this certification or everything. You don't have to do anything, my friends. The yep. best part about selling and persuasion is that, you can just change the wrapper and you got a completely different product. <laughs> Preach, baby. <laughs> it's the absolute truth. Th and I, th and thoughts. I, give, give me some feedback. No, Would yeah, you, man. And I, and if you I disagree, love, tell me. No, and I, and I totally agree because this is the, the, what we talk about, right? Because what you just said, I think, is the, the punchline, right? Because it's what I always tell people. You're going to just need one person to take a shot on you. You need one person to see that book cover and how you are. But how people are going to see it is very different. And we know that we can make a change in a macro level to actually get you a better results. Like for example, when we talk about so many people reach out, they don't know up from down in medical device sales. They just, they're like, Hey, I want to get into it. They found my podcast. They listened to a couple episodes and then they're like trying to reach out, call. And again, there's nothing wrong with that. But what I'm saying is you just don't have enough information. And what we always talk about in the course and everything is why people do it is we just, we're going to give you the, the layout, right? Because you just don't know what you don't know. And that not in a mean way, but like, it, it's just you, you, right. When you went to go do the job you're doing now, or you went to go to school, that's why you went to school. You didn't know what you were doing. Exact same reason for why you're doing what you're doing. When people are trying to get persuaded, when people are out reaching out to people, we don't, most of the time, they don't know what they're doing, right? They've mm -hmm. never been in the sales position. They've never known. Oh, like what you just said, somebody was like, I've never thought about it that way. And that's why it's so true. Because again, when I was going through the interview process, everyone would say, you don't have sales experience. That's a negative. Until I said, I totally hear where you're coming from, but this is why it's a positive. And was able to handle it and turn it into a positive. Like you said, there can be two same stories, but how they're told will get two different outcomes. That's exactly, it's, it, that's exactly correct. That's exactly correct. And again, sh uh, like I just got it, like again, shameless plug, but this is why when people reach out to me, you know, I give some free advice by the time I'm like, look, 
free free advice is only get you going to get you so far. The people who are serious about their company, about what they're doing, make the investment. This is why I tell people, I'm like, look, go take Jacob McLaughlin's course because aside from the fact that you have just insane results, like, look, most of the people who are listening to this right now, could they go through all of your podcasts and all your content and then string something together and then get like landed up? Yeah, absolutely. There's plenty of people who have done that. Yep. The question though, and this is the difference between like great entrepreneurs and then everybody else is you, for you to say, well, I could do that. How long is that going to take me? You have no idea how long is it. And then on top of it, sequencing is everything. I play a lot of chess. Okay. The sequence of your moves is everything. So if I, you know, move move a pawn up, you know, up a square or two, and I bring a queen out, right? That's very different than than another sequence. If let's say, I don't know, um, if you and I do the exact same thing, you know, the same sequence of events, right? Let's say, you know, from selling to all these, let's say we do the exact same thing, except I wake up. 30 minutes before you, there's a compounding effect to that, Yep. right? And so my biggest thing to people, whether it's they're trying to get hired for a job or anything else, yeah, try and do things on your own. But if you have an opportunity to say, I can spend, you know, and again, I don't know how much your your program is now, but like one, two, three, four, five thousand $5,000, yeah, that's a lot of money. But then if you say, well, if I do that and this, this will accelerate my time to value and then that'll increase my income by 15%, that's not 15% for one year. That's a compounding effect over the next five or 10 years, which can, can result to hundreds of thousands of dollars. You know, yeah. like Well, and that, I'm so glad you touched on that because we, we talk about this all the time right now, because I say this, I, there's a reason I did this for free for so long. And I had it. It's the reason I did the course now, but I have 130 episodes, 135. You can go watch them. You can go listen to them for free, but most of you guys just won't. And then even if you have them, they're so general, you'll be like, oh, this makes sense. But what about when the manager asked me this? And then that's the most common messages I get. Now, what do I do when it's specific, right? Because you guys want all the free help, but then it turns into this. Then it's like, okay, now I broke into the industry. The most common message I get now, now what do I do? Right. Yeah. And this, and it, it just keeps going. And I can sit here and tell you, like, this is why I can sit here and smile. Yeah, our course to some people seems expensive. But when I can sit here and tell you, we now at 9.6 weeks get a 30x return on initial investment. And then if you stay in, you're going to get over 100x. We know what the ROI is. And then my last thing, I always tell people, this is the, what I get on the calls. You guys, every single person who's listening, you're trying to get on because I do a lot of driving. You guys are trying to merge onto the freeway with your eyes closed and a bandana over it, covering your eyes. You don't know what to expect. You don't know where you're going. And you're just praying to God you don't hit in these things and you're hoping you get to the destination safe. But when you come with somebody who's already done it, helped over 800 people do this on a daily basis, already got three people hired just today, like, and those are the text messages I get through our program. It's like, I'm giving you a giant windshield with a sunny day. And I'm Siri telling you, hey, there's a detour up ahead. You're going to take this left and you're going to get at your destination actually a couple of minutes faster. Let me ask you a question. The What is the average starting salary of somebody that you, you help get hired? I, I want to do a little math right here. Yeah, so yeah. Tell so me my, average, my average person I get hired is at $91,000. $91,000. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be like even more aggressive and let's just make it less. Let's just say- it's $75,000. Yep. Okay. So let's just say 75. Okay. And so let's say the person you, the person you usually help on average, would you say their, their salary is what, like 50 K 60 K? Yeah. I would say between 45 and $60,000. Okay. Let's just go with $60,000. Okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm making these numbers worse for you, not better. <laughs> okay. So the difference between 75 and 60 
okay, is what? $15,000, okay? $15,000, okay, so let's do $15,000 divided by 12, it's $1,250, $1,250 per month, okay? Let's say, I don't know what your, what your program costs, but let's say it's in a few thousand dollars, right? The thing is, every month that goes by that you're wasting screwing around, you're not losing $1,250. It's more than that because it's it's the it's the cost of of lost opportunities. Yep. Right. And then that stuff adds up. And so what the last thing I'll say, and we'll kind of move on from this yep. topic, because I can't like I wish somebody told me these things the way I'm talking when I was starting out in the industry. It took me until six, seven, eight years in where I realized, you know what? this is very much worth my time. It started with me buying books and I started buying courses. And I'm like, man, every time I buy something that costs a lot of money, like when I lost my job in 2015, I invested in this, this program that Seth Godin, Seth Godin is a really world famous marketer called the alt MBA. I had, I, I lost my job. I had a mortgage to pay. I was running out of money and I spent $3,000 on this program. So back then there's a lot of money. Yep. It was the best investment I ever made. And since then, like, Every time I spend money, I have this thing now, like I spend more and more money on, on education and programs. And again, do your due diligence, make sure you're getting the right one. Every single time, it's like the more money I spend somehow, like, I guess, because I put, I put the, I, I turned it, turned the knowledge into action immediately. Yep. And then my income seems to go, keep going up. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hundred percent what happens. So I, I always tell people the reason I can be so confident and I talk about this is I was a personal trainer, right? And so this is what I can sit here and tell you when I charge $30, for a half hour, half of my people didn't show up. They didn't care. They didn't get resort, results because there was no accountability. But the moment I doubled that, it was $60 a half hour. I doubled my clientele. Everybody showed up and the results were way quicker because at $30, they just throw it away, right? But at $60, that's enough pain to make them actually be like, oh no, exactly. I need to do this, right? And so I can sit here. It's why I get mentors. It's why I get people because if I was to do it on my own, yes, I could probably get it done. I know by getting mentors and people that have already done it, I'm just saving a lot of time and I'm saving a lot of money you, because of what you exactly just said. Yeah. And I don't have to go through all the heartache. I don't have to do it. And guess what? You've already been there and been able to go through it. So guess what? You're just going to get me there that much quicker. And that's what people, I just want to touch on this point real quick. That's why people always miss it. You guys think of the dollar bill. You think of like how much money. And again, I've been there. I made a post five years ago, 1200 bucks to my name, 60, six years ago, $66 to my name. I know what it's like to be literally broke, broke, put groceries back. But at the same respect, I can sit here and tell you when you guys are going and paying for your mechanic or you're paying for a plumber, you're not paying because that person fixed the job and they did it in five minutes, but you got a big bill and now you're mad. You didn't pay for the five minutes. You paid for the 20 years of experience that it took for that plumber to understand To do it, it in five minutes. And to do it in five minutes. That's exactly know correct. know that it's right instead of you can go try it on your own. You can go pay someone who's cheaper. But I always say this, and this hopefully resonates with everybody. You can go to Target and Dollar General and still get toilet paper. But the experience is going to be way different and the quality of the products are going to be way different. And you just decide what you want. Right. And then again, when you're looking at the future, that's when like I can sit here and with a smile on my face. We know in under 12 weeks, we get a 30x return on investment. These people get placed. I can sit here and tell you most you'll hear associates need to go work for two years, be associate and go be a TM. I've, so yeah. I've had three people in the last the three people in the last month message me. They were through our program and in under six and a half months, they are full to, full line reps. We yeah, show you I'll how to like just break through and do all of it because we've done it. We've lived it. 
I did it with 800 people. I, can, I literally sit here. My dog's sleeping on the ground. I can get my dog an interview. Like that's not hard <laughs> I, at all. I believe it. And you know, and here I'll, I'll say this one last thing and we'll, we'll, we'll jump to like the next. So the next, next thing is like what they should do on their LinkedIn. And then again, for those who stay to the end, the last part, which is the, the, the hypnotic, uh, psych psychology uh, trick that I used to get myself into medical school with the lowest MCAT score of my entire class on full scholarship, by the way, <laughs> that's worth staying to the end. One thing I'll say is that everybody, everybody worries about the cost of investing in a coach, buying a program and everything. Very few people start to think and, and, and worry about the cost of being in the exact same place a year from now. And even, even if you take the free advice you get on here, you're able to get those interviews and everything, you know, there, there are parts about navigating those interviews to make sure that you squeeze, like, look, just cause you're new and getting into the industry doesn't mean you can't get a little bit more salary than you should be getting. 100%. Right. So there's a whole, there's a whole, whole level to that. So yep. anyways, yep. let's, That's let's go to the next step. Okay. Okay, so let's get into some just high level uh, uh, tips on what to do with your with your LinkedIn. Okay, so keep keep in mind, think of LinkedIn like this: is that the LinkedIn your LinkedIn page is a product page for you. Okay, just like an Amazon product page. So when someone lands on it, maybe it's an investor and they're like, "Oh, this person is in this area. We should hire them." Like I'll tell my portfolio to hire them, or it's a hiring manager. So whoever lands on it, you want the persuasion to be there. So. The, th the most important thing on LinkedIn is to grow your network. There's an effect called a network effect, which billion-dollar companies have used to grow like Facebook and Google, where essentially the more connections you have within a network, the more leveraged it is, the more valuable it becomes, right? And so what your thing is is to go and connect, number one, with hiring managers, connect with people who work for the hiring manager, all these things, so that when you, you, when you comment on their content or you post anything or you comment on other people's content, more people are getting more advertisements, aka they're, get, they're seeing notifications of you online and you need to stay in front of them. The most important and simple approach about persuasion is that before you persuade anybody to buy something from you, to hire you, et cetera, you have to get attention, okay? Now, how do you, how do, you do that so that's memorable and you convert? The three most important things, your photo and banner, your headline, and your name. Let's start with the name. You can't change your name unless you have like a, you know, an RN or MBA and everything. You can always add that to the end and, and that's fine. By the way, don't think that getting those are going to help you get hired, by the way. So please don't yep. waste money there. Yep. Okay. Um, but your name is persuasive. There's a cognitive bias called the liking effect, meaning that if you're like me, I will like you. Or if you're also attractive, that's also a liking effect. But for example... Um, if your name is Jacob and you're connecting with a hiring manager named Jacob, there's a higher chance to actually just accept your request because you have the same name. Or let's say the last name is Jacobson, right? Again, there's a liking effect. So that way, look at your name and based on who, you know, your name, you know, if you find people with similar name like you and they're hiring managed, add them. Okay. Let's move next to the banner and, and head and, and photo. Okay. What I'm about to say next is probably going to get me canceled, but I don't care. I don't, I don't care to be politically correct. I care to be effective. Okay. There was a study done out of University of Pennsylvania on photos, okay, and what was persuasive. So if you're a woman, you can smile as big as you want in a photo. You you will you achieve the the goal of being authoritative and uh, approachable. If you're a man, I don't care if you look like Brad Pitt, if you smile too much, you will look creepy and unapproachable. 
So, so start there. So if you're a man, how should you smile? Slightly raise your eyebrows, give a medium smile. So this is a big smile. There's this little smile, just nice, even smile. Okay. If you go look at like president's photos, those are good examples. Okay. The yep. next thing is that the left or right side of your face, face makes a difference. Try and hide and show the left side of your face. So don't be you know, remember the digital world and physical world are the same thing. So women can take a photo where their shoulders are facing forward and everything. That's not aggressive. If you're a guy and your photo is you're facing forward, that looks a little aggressive. Now, Jacob's photo is like that, but Jacob has it differently where he's zoomed out a little bit. It's a very professional. Photo, that's okay. All right. You know, and again, these are very subtle, subtle cues. So with your iPhone, take a photo where you're, you're turned slightly, you're showing the left side of your face. If you're like me, where you part your hair to the right, obviously the left side, I don't like my left side because my hair is parted away from it. I take my photo and I actually just flip it. So if you go to my LinkedIn profile photo, that's a flipped photo. The left side of the face conveys more, more emotion and it's con it's considered more persuasive, okay? Make sure the photo is is bright, make sure it's good lighting and look like you give, it, give a damn, okay? Like, I don't want to see, do not post a, use a photo of you at a wedding, even though you're dressed up. It shouldn't be a homecoming photo. It shouldn't look like a photo from MySpace. I don't care what it is. And however you look in real life, you need to look in this photo. So in real life, okay, or in the physical world, okay, if you have a beard, that photo needs to have a beard. If you wear glasses most of the time, or you wear glasses on your beard, you need to look the same. It, it, the brain can't have these two things that are different, okay? It just makes it easier. Now, your banner. Because most of you are trying to get hired, you want to convey immediately, hey, I can fit in the world of medicine. So put go go on, on Google and just type in like medtech LinkedIn banner or, or biotech banner or whatever. Just put something that you know has like surgeons and tech stuff in it or whatever, or put something nice. Just put something there. It cannot be that gray bar. Okay. Yep. Now the very last thing is your your headline. This is the most important thing because this is really the tagline for you. Now, before I tell you the most important part, which is the, the first few, few words, let's talk about the end of it. At the end of your headline, you can put things like medical device sales, uh, former athlete. For me, I put a uh, proud husband and father, avid reader, jujitsu. Why do you want to put that? You don't want the interview to convey like your hobbies and things that are different about you. Multi-million dollar marketing lesson here. You don't market features and benefits about how something is better. You market how something's different. So put those things in. Look, when I say proud husband and father, that conveys what? Quality, character, values. Uh, avid reader, intelligence, right? Jiu-jitsu, interesting, fitness, right? So you can put whatever you want. You know, put put that you're, uh, you know, a amateur golfer. Uh, put that you were a former, you know, college cheerleader. I don't care, but put things that you're proud of, things that you're willing to talk about yep. that you can translate, you know, like for, for Jacob, I think for a while you had like that you're, you're a trainer, right? You can, you can translate it over and say, Hey, when I work with surgeons, I, 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 I know how to coach people. Yep. You know, yep. to your translator. Now the last part, um, and then let me take a break. Cause I've been, I've been rambling here for a while is the very first few sentences. In marketing and copywriting, there's a concept called the one belief. I call it the one belief. The one belief means that it's a noisy world. People are going to forget like who you are. So you need you have like one chance to give them a belief about you. Yep. So for a company, that framework, again, multi-million dollar lesson here for free, is a new mechanism 
that satisfies an existing desire or relieves a, an existing pain through a special and unique mechanism. Okay. I'm sorry. Let me back. Let me break that. A new opportunity, new opportunity that satisfies a desire or relieves a pain through a new mechanism. So let me give you an example of new opportunity plus existing desire, existing pain plus new mechanism. Let's look at Subway. Subway sandwiches. This is their one belief. Um, eating healthy fast food. See how that gets your attention? That new opportunity, eating healthy fast food. Okay. What's the existing desire pain? Is the key to losing weight and staying in shape. Okay. And what's the new mechanism? And it's only possible through Subway sandwiches. Now, how do you translate that to you as an individual? You need to convey something unique or at least attention grabbing for a desire of a higher manager. So, so one thing I tell people is just have something like helping med tech companies drive product adoption at scale, right? You know, or, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, one of, one of the guys who's now working for me, he had something where it was like, like, uh, using, using the superpower of cold calling to sell at scale. And like that caught my attention immediately. So think about like, what is somebody trying to hire for? Yep. Right. So, and again, like shameless plug, but like, this is, this is why, like, instead of you figuring this out on your own, like just go take Jacob's course and stop <laughs> messaging and please stop messaging me about it. Cause I'm not going to, I have too many people to deal with that, to spend time answering these messages. I'm well, sorry. No, I, I love it. I, well, since you just brought that up, I, I will just do uh, a quick shout out to all my people. Just so you guys know, everybody that you reach out to that you send messages is saying, hey, you were on Jacob's podcast, but I know he has his course, but I'm too cheap and I don't want to take it. Will you just give me all your free advice? Just so you know, all of those reps that you reach out to, call me and tell me that. They tell me your guys' names and they're like, no, I don't have time to get on every single call with these cheap people because we already know that where it's going for. And again, you have to remember everybody you're reaching out to is extremely busy. And they're doing stuff. And again, this is where I can just sit here and tell you, like, it's why we've gotten actually more selective in the course is we don't deal with people who aren't serious because I can sit here and tell you if you're trying to cut corners and you're trying to do all this and you're not taking anything no. serious, you're not going to be a good rep. You know, you know, you know what it is? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's exactly right. I was going to, I tell people all the time, I'm like, like, you know, <laughs> like when I used to have more time and I would get on the phone with people. And they're like, man, this is really hard. I'm like, you think this is hard? You think this is abuse? I'm like, wait till you're trying to call on a surgeon where like everyone, their mother's trying to get a hold of them. I was like, you think this is hard? Yeah. You know, and again, like what, what some people are looking for is that they're like, man, I don't want to pay money for that thing, everything. There, look, what you offer, Jacob, is like a it's it's like people want to like get bodybuilding shape and you offer like the program and the gym and everything. And people are like, man, there's got to be just a pill that I take that'll just get me jacked. 100%. And that's what they're messaging. That's what they're messaging me for. They're wanting like a secret like thing, or or of course it's like, oh, I will uh, absolutely recommend you. Like, no, I'm not going to recommend you. I don't know you. No, exactly. And that's what we always say. Like, all these people just want free handouts. And again, you're going to people who killed themselves to get in those same spots, and then you're asking for a free handout. And you want them to do it. And the easiest thing I can say, I'm just going to say because again, we've been on this plug, so this is going to go for the people who just do this. And I heard a great thing by Alex Hermosi, and he was like. You know, if somebody came up to you and they said, hey, there's a Lamborghini and it's $5,000, not the regular 500 grand, guess what? Everyone and their mother would find a way how to do it and get it purchased. They would get a loan. They would go reach out. They would do it because they want that. 
But when somebody says, no, they don't want to take it or they don't want it, they just don't see the value in it. And that's okay. Like if you say, oh, I don't get it, but it's why I can sit here and tell you everybody who reaches out to those people and say the same thing, they take, uh, they can take six plus months easy. And I can sit here and say our average person breaks in in 12 uh, plus or in an under 12 yeah. weeks. And then like our average person is doing overall, like we're at 91 grand. The last three people I've placed at are all over a hundred grand. And again, I've got people in under six months go from making 60 to 80 to a hundred grand to now making $200,000 because they're full line reps. And it, again, it's just, what, what do you want out of it? And then we just say this, because since I'm on the, the talk, I made a podcast about who you have is who you have as a coach matters, because I can sit here and tell you, everyone will hear someone say, Oh, I made $140,000 in medical device sales. And you, because you only make 60 grand, you think that's a lot. But when you realize that $177,000 is the average, you realize that person actually sucks, but you're taking advice from someone who's not even average. So if you want to actually learn how to be above average, you want to learn how to make two, three, 400 grand. I can sit here and say, great, know how to do it. Cause I've done it. So you want to learn how to do it. I can teach you how to do it. Cause I've done it. Going back to the whole point of having a mentor. I just go and pay those people because I'm just trying to save the time. I go pay men, millionaires. Again, I'm very lucky to be here in Scottsdale, Arizona, but I can go pay millionaires to find out how to be a millionaire. And I'm like, what do you do? Just help me. Because I know eventually I'd be a millionaire, but guess what? It might take me 12 to 15 years compared to the, they'll be like, here, I'll tell you what to do. And it can take you up five. That's, Great. that's, that's exactly right. No, that's, that's, that's exactly right. And again, like what I tell people is like, look, for the amount of time you're going to waste either not because very few people are, um, in, uh, diligent enough to just do the thing on their own. And so it's like, you can waste time and maybe it'll take you six or nine months. And let's say you do break in. Okay, great. But then you have six or nine months extra that total, like you, you essentially pissed away 10, 15, $20,000 because you didn't want to pay like a few, a few thousand bucks to like go through a program, get coached and get in like 12 weeks. And like, here's, the, it just, here's the, you know, here's the other part. Those people get in, they take a job for $62,000 or 55 grand. Cause they were at just a bad company at a bad company. And they didn't know what the situation was. They didn't know about the, uh, we help with negotiation. They didn't know about car stipends. They didn't know about oh, all this dude, stuff. Sorry to interrupt yeah. that, that. You just reminded me. I talked to somebody who was going, who want, who wanted to take your course, but of course they were cheap. They ended up at like a really lousy company then. And because they're a med rep now, that's why they're looking at my, my, my program, you know? And I, and I remember telling them, I was like, so they're like, you know, I'm at this terrible company and everything. And you know, like it sucks. And like, I'm paid, they were paid like terrible. And like, it's just, a, it was just a dump of a company. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, man, I was like, well, you know, that's great that you got it. And she's like, oh yeah. Like, you know, I, I actually, uh, it's thanks to Jacob McLaughlin. I'm like, oh, you went through this program. It's like, no, I looked at this program. I'm like, oh, so how did you get in? He's like, well, you know, I just, I just like use this podcast and everything. And I made a point to her. I'm like, look, um, in this situation, like with your current job to make more money and like leverage into a better one, you can listen to my stuff for free and like, it might happen or you knew the smart thing. And realize that you made a stupid decision in the past by not going through this program. I literally talked to her like this. I was like, you didn't go through this program. Here you are in this situation. Don't repeat that same mistake again. Like you should pony up and get into get go through my program because it's gonna make your life a lot easier. It didn't end up converting. And and guess what? There are people in my in my program who uh there's a few I start I did like one time an associates deal. So yeah. I have like a, a group of associates. All of them are getting promoted. It's their first year. And actually one of them, two of them got, got poached. One of them got, um, who was at a, a small company. He got picked up by intuitive surgical. Yep. This whole thing of like, oh, you need to be an associate for two years. All these people like, and again, whether they're through your program or they end up, let's say they're later in, in career, they come through mine. Yep. 
just like i don't get it man it, well like, this is what i can just sit here and tell you guys because it, it's always the easiest like the la- the last uh, 10 people i've gotten let let me just because everyone's like oh who do you get hired medtronic johnson johnson intuitive invasive medline uh bd like all those names i just mentioned is everyone who's like those are my favorite, but you guys are going to go to a small company that pays you $42,000 because you're like, oh, I'm just trying to get into med device sales. And then my favorite part is like, I keep just saying, you guys are going to go in, not know what you're doing, do exactly what Omar just said, get in, be a full line rep making $52,000 where my associate Kyle just got in in seven weeks and making 110 grand and already has offers to go after he does this for six months to go make 250. But again, helping him through the whole process and you guys just are too cheap because you're like, oh, I'm going to do it out. But it's why, but again, I, I actually am happy for those people and this will, this will make it easy for everyone. I'm happy because I know you'll never be successful. You'll never actually crush it. And let me just say this. When I say that, that's not me being a dick of saying like, oh, hey, you're never going to be, make it. Yeah, you might make a couple hundred grand, but guess what? My people are going to make 700 grand. My people are going to be CEOs. My people are going to be VPs because guess what? That's what I'm going to be. Like I can sit here and say that and people will be like cocky, all this stuff. Great don't care because I just, I drive my own race. And again, if you don't want to do it, great. That's actually just so you know, and I'll, I'll say this and then we can move on is I've actually turned away eight people in the last three days because I now no longer want people who aren't committed. If you, they're not worth it, dude, it's no, not I, worth the money. I do the same thing in my, yeah, we talked about this. I was like, why do you think, um, in my, so, and by the way, just for context, you know, so Jacob went through my program and yep. now he's on a monthly subscription, getting, getting one-on-one coaching with me which has helped his business. Yep. But this is, I told Jacob the same thing. I was like, I used to allow people to just literally sign up for my program, charge a credit card and join in. I got rid of that because I don't want any more people who are going to pay a bunch of money, get in my program, don't do anything with it because then they walk around saying, well, oh yeah, I joined Omar's program. I didn't get anything out of it. Well, I can sit here and tell you uh, certain sales colleges well, that's what those people do. Certain they go, sales colleges. Yeah, they, they'll go and do uh, fifteen to $20,000, talk about in class, how much money are we going to make? And then nobody wants to hire them. They're lazy. They quit within the first couple of months because they don't know what and, they're doing. And to be fair, I have a couple of people from, from said sales college in my yeah. program, and they're great. Here's the problem, though, is that that college has created its own like like brand that has a negative reaction from hiring managers. And so that's what you're paying for it because you can be great, but you just, you know, you got the wrong brand behind it. So anyways, exactly. Let's, let's move on let's, to the let's next move on. one. Let's move on. Yeah. So, so now just last thing I'll say about your LinkedIn profile outside of that, and you can go to my LinkedIn profile as an example, go to Jacob's cause he went through my course. You got to design all these things into your profile, your featured section, your about section, um, get recommendations. A great way to get a recommendation is don't rec- don't ask for one. Go write a recommendation for somebody you admire, somebody you mentored, uh, somebody who you work used to work with. Again, doesn't matter. And then send them a message. Say, hey, I would love for you to write a recommendation. I wrote wrote one for you. Let me know if you want to add anything. But then tell them exactly what you want them to write in yours. Because if you don't, they're just going to write whatever the hell they want. Or even better, just write it out. Say, hey, here's what I'd like for you to say. You can copy paste this or edit it. Last thing, and now, and this is going to go into the final topic, which is the control, the persuasion involved in the interview. Yeah. Okay. Your about section is not a regurgitation of your resume. Okay. So in your, in your LinkedIn profile, do not save the good. Let me tell you how stupid advice this is. Some people, I don't know who are giving the advice of, Hey, don't put your awards and don't put all these th- details uh, in your LinkedIn Put it in your resume so people ask for it. That's as stupid as me selling a product. Like if Apple came out and said, hey, all these cool features about the iPhone, don't put it on the landing page. Put it in a PDF that people have to ask for. 
That'd be the dumbest marketing advice. But so that's what you're doing. Put all the details in your LinkedIn because when somebody's on there, which your your goal right now, you, nobody's going to hire you on experience because you have none. What you want people to do is between what they read about your background, your about section, maybe the posts you feature, you want to create, and this is the most persuasive thing in the world, is using someone's imagination. Think about this. Think about the last horror movie you went to go see, like a trailer of a, of a, of a scary movie. The trailers are always scarier than movies. Why? Because when they show a horror movie trailer, They'll play like a sound, a growling sound, or they show a tough day. You never see the monster because then you're using your imagination to manufacture the scariest thing to you. And that's happening to every single person on an individual level. It's the same thing with your LinkedIn profile, which is you want a hiring manager to land on there. Maybe they go to your about section and maybe they just jump to your recommendations. Between those two things, or let's say it's a combination of your featured posts and something else. You want their imagination to go to work so they can visualize who you can become for them one year from now. And then they say, I'm going to take a bet on this person because like they have the elements, just like somebody did that with Jacob. Medtronic yep. did that with Jacob, yep. right? They have the elements and now you give them an imagination of a vision of who you could be. Yep. Okay. Make sense? So now let's get into the interview and this yeah. will be the last section. Yep. Okay. For context. This is the greatest sale I've ever made in my life. And I made a lot of them. And that sale was, uh, the punchline to it is, so getting into medical school is the most difficult thing you can you can do. It's like 0.01% of people get in, okay? Not only did I get into medical school, I got into a US-based medical school, very hard, an MD program, and I got pre-accepted, meaning early acceptance on full scholarship, and I had the lowest MCAT score. So the MCAT is the standardized test you get. Lowest MCAT score in my class. I think I might have been one of the lowest MCAT scores they interviewed. Um, and I came from a state school. How the hell did I do that? Okay. So I got this interview. I had, it was on, is at the end of November, which is the end of interview season. I had one interview for medical school. Usually uh, you're supposed to have a few. I had one and I interviewed on the very last day. So they already got exposure to all these other candidates, okay? And so going into the interview, I don't know how I figured this out, but I was smart enough to realize that if I go in and they ask me about my MCAT score, I'm screwed. Just like if you guys go into your interviews and they say, oh, you don't have any sales experience, or you, don't that, you are screwed, okay? So I decided, I was like, I got to control the interview. How am I going to control the interview? Because they have their questions. And then I, I somehow figured, I don't know what I read. I figured out that in every interview, no matter who I talk to, everybody's going to start out the same way by saying, hey, tell me about yourself. In which case, a lot of people just rush through that because they're like, let's get into the questions. If you get into the questions and you're sitting back and just answering questions, you're losing. You're straight up losing and you're playing Jeopardy at that point. You have no yep. idea what they're going to ask you. Yep. And so rather than me doing the stupid thing of like studying questions and trying to guess what I just studied one thing, which is how do I pitch myself? Yep. So when I pitched myself, okay, this is literally what I said. This is my like 10, 15 second pitch. It was something like, you know, my name's, you know, thanks for asking, you know, my name is Omar Khatib. I'm a first generation American. I was born here in El Paso, Texas. My dad's an Iraqi surgeon. Uh, my mom's from, from Turkey. Um, you know, growing up, I've always been obsessed with, with medicine and science. And I love science as a kid and I wanted to use science as a tool which is what made me interested to go to med medicine. Um, I went to University of Texas, El Paso. 
there because I have a value of working hard. I took extra classes. So instead of stopping at 30 credits for honors, I got 60 honors credit. Um, I was a homecoming king. And then throughout college, because I value hard work, um, I worked three jobs throughout college, despite the fact that, you know, my dad is a doctor. Um, and one of my interests in coming to the school is because this school is a new curriculum. And while this is not how physicians were taught medicine, this is actually how they learn medicine. And that's why this is my number one choice. In that thing, unless they're a robot, they were going to ask me about my dad being a surgeon yep. or like, you know, this thing or that thing. So how does that translate to you guys? Okay. So again, I did that with everybody in this interview. Um, there's a whole lot of psychology behind how I carried myself, what I wore, all these other things. Like, But essentially the next day, I'll never forget this. It was like a miracle. I got pre-accepted, meaning when they really want a candidate, they send a pre-acceptance letter to get you before the springtime when everybody gets acceptance letters. So I got that. And then one month later, I got a full scholarship offer. Insane. Insane. Okay. So now how does that translate to you guys? Right. The first thing is that your about section needs to be a story. Go to my profile and read my about section. It's a story of where you grew up, your values, you know, your hobbies, all these things. Yeah. Bake in some uh, professional highlights, but it's really about painting a vision and an image of who you are as a person. Once you do that, and by the way, if you go to my profile and look, it's a long about section, but I space it out into sentences so it's easy to read. Everybody reads it when they click see more. From that, see, your, your audience is like, I'm giving them the good stuff here. You're going to take that about section. So write, write a long about section. Then you're going to go to uh, open AI, go to chat GPT, Okay. And this is what you, and if you don't know what ChatGPT is, ChatGPT is like the hottest thing. It's a, it's an open source uh, artificial intelligence chatbot. You're going to tell ChatGPT, ChatGPT, pretend you're the most persuasive interviewer in the world. Create a persuasive and concise 30 second pitch from this. And then you're going to copy paste that thing and hit, hit enter. And ChatGPT will take this long thing and make it super short to be 30 seconds. And you can talk to ChatGPT and say like, you know, make the sound more professional, do this. Start using these tools. Just by doing what I just said, like you're in 0.001% of, 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 of professionals, okay? Now, when you go to your interview, sure, you should do things like, again, I know Jacob, you covered this in your podcast, but like, you know, research the company, look at product, uh, read some papers, have, have questions, Okay. But the thing you should keep practicing over and over and over again, like out loud in front of the mirror is your 30 second pitch. Yep. So I'm going to give you my pitch of, of, of it. And actually, Jacob, do you mind if I use you as an example? Can we 100%. role play real quick? Yeah, for okay. sure, man. So hi, Jacob, really nice to meet you. Thank, thanks for, you know, carving out time to interview me today. Yeah, of course. It's great to be able to meet. Absolutely. Yeah. So Omar, can you tell me a little bit about yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Jacob, for asking. So, um, you know, I was born and raised in El Paso, Texas, um, first generation American. Uh, I went on to college. And then after college, I decided I wanted to pursue a, a career in medical devices. Um, and actually, time out. I'm going to try and take the medical device thing out. And 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 let me think, uh, what did I say? I'm going to use I'm going to use what I used when I was trying to when I got into Mazor. OK. OK. All right. Um. Man, but you know, some people, I just feel like some people in the audience are going to make excuses like, oh, but this guy went to medical school or something. 
Okay, I'm gonna make. I'm gonna take. Okay, hold on. I got. I got a great example. I there's a there's a guy who literally just messaged me about getting in. Can I? I'm gonna use his background real quick. Can I? Yeah. I'm not gonna yeah. say who the guy is. Let me bring up his his profile. Um. Yeah, I love it. Well, because I can even just say, hey, I was a personal trainer. I had no sales experience, and I'm not supposed to be in this industry because that's what everybody else told me. And here we go. Here we go. Okay, you ready? Okay. Yeah. You know. So I um. You know, so I was born in, in Detroit, Michigan, uh, but my parent, parents were uh, uh, blue collar workers and everything. So, you know, throughout my childhood, like the idea of hard work was very much instilled in me. You know, I, I barely graduated high school. And so I just went and ended up getting my GED because I had to work to support my family. And so for the last 10 years, um, I've worked different blue collar jobs. I've worked in construction. I've worked in um, in, in, uh, in, uh, this, whatever this other thing is, I've worked in construction and other, other blue collar jobs. And so now I'm ready to get into medical devices. Uh, the reason why I think I'd be a great fit is that, you know, a lot of the hobbies that I have mapped to that, um, you know, I've spent time, uh, reading and taking, uh, open courses on MIT to learn more about, uh, uh, technology. Um, I spend time on LinkedIn. I, I follow these hashtags within the device industry and I kind of pay very close attention to learn about what makes a physician adopt a product. And then on the side, you know, I've really gotten to uh, reading some books on technology adoption and persuasion, mainly because I feel that if you know how to position a product the right way and you know the psychology behind it, um, then it makes it a lot easier for them to adopt. You know, on the weekends, um, I, I love I love playing uh, like beer league baseball. Uh, I try I try to you know play a little baseball here and there. Um, and then you know I'm kind of a man of God, and so on Sundays I like to go to church. I always believe that if you have a good routine and you start your day off right, then you're able to carry that positive momentum and that confidence throughout the day, no matter who you talk to. And the last thing I'll say is that you know while I may not have the experience, you know I I usually find a way to make it in terms of selling, right? That's in every single job that I do is that I find a way to understand my prospect, the problems that they have and find a way to bring so much value that they have no choice, but they just want to do business with me. So we're going to stop there. I kind of went all over the place because I was doing this like on the fly. Yeah. My point is no matter what your story is, you can be super boring. Remember the book and the you know example I gave, you can change your wrapper you can convey it in a way like that, where the interviewer is going to ask you something. Oh, what was it like to have these parents? What, I was and, just going to say, you yeah. put so many gyms in there that I can ask, what was construction like? Hey, can you tell me about what it was like working with parents? Hey, can and, you tell me what you learned here? What's, what do you mean? What, what, how did you do sales and construction? Like all the different yeah, questions that and, can come from it. And here's why this is important. Sales is a transference of emotion. That's why I tell people, do not go work for a company you're not excited to sell their product for. So the most enthusiastic and confident you'll ever be is when somebody's asking you questions about yourself. So you'll spend at least five, 10 minutes, maybe even 15 of them just asking questions about the topic you know most about. And so then your brain is already feeling relaxed. You're feeling confident. Everything. So when you get to hard questions, you handle them. And let me give you a bonus question, a bonus question. This is what I, I do. And actually I told somebody to do this in an interview. After you tell the tell me about yourself, right? And they they you know they ask like, oh, what about this? What about that? And you can tell like they're getting ready to move to the next thing. Just say, hey, Jacob, uh, I'm I, I'm really looking forward to answering questions. Um, do you mind? I, I have one question I really want to ask. I just want to make sure that I don't forget. Do you mind if I ask you right now? Yeah, go for it. Just out of curiosity, like I'm I'm very I'm very excited to to learn more about the opportunity, and I want to see that uh, you know if this is a fit for me, but. Based on my resume and my background, 
what what made you interested to, to interview me? What do you what are you most excited about in terms of my background? Time out. Now, what I did, two things. Number one, I didn't say I'm excited about this opportunity. I hope you are. I said I'm excited to learn if this is a good opportunity for me. So I'm putting myself in a position of power, even if you even if you're desperate. The second thing is now you're going to start selling me on me. And more importantly, you're now going to, and this is the big part about psychology and persuasion negotiation. You are now revealing to me what's most important to you. In which case, I will not talk about anything else. I'm going to focus. So if you say like, oh, you know, I really appreciate that you were a blue collar worker. You worked in construction. I really like that and everything. Man, all I'm going to be doing is using that because like, that's what you care about. That you literally just told me that's the thing you like the most. Yeah. I'm not going to go say, oh yeah, you know, I graduated from this. Key to selling is the moment somebody identifies what's they're interested in, you do not sell the other features. You just focus on selling that one thing. Yep. Forget the other stuff. It's all noise. 100%. 100%. That was such a good point, man, because that's what we, we talk about that in the course all the time. But like, again, you need to learn what their biggest, what, why they want you, right? And then make them sell to you. Because like you just said, now, when you tell them, when we, again, because we get multiple offers with our people, we want to make sure this is good for, for us, right? When I was going through, yeah, I have, yeah, you're a great company, Medtronic, but also I'm talking to Zimmer, Stryker, and J&J. They're, they're also great companies. So why yeah. should I even be here? Because I know wherever I go, it will all be an asset, right? So I, I love that exactly. you made that, that point. Treat yourself also, like an asset, right? Bam. And then also to that point, the one thing I also want to just really make sure that you guys heard, because I just had this talk with uh, several of our students because they're going through third round interviews and stuff like that right now is you, just like Omar, when they because they don't have the sales experience, you need to control the conversation. Because otherwise, when you get on that call, they're going to just bam, bam, bam. You need to make sure to take control and then be able to lead it how you would like to. Because exactly. then you can funnel it on how you want to. And again, like I just say this, when I had no sales experience, the first thing I did was like when I went in my final with Medtronic, first thing I did, called that out. Because I knew that was the number one concern. It didn't matter what questions I had after that. That's all they're going to focus on. So I talked about it, but I said why it's a benefit, all this great stuff about it. And here, let me hear handle it. Now I could go into the meat and bones of all the objections and early in the interview instead of wait for the last five minutes. And then if I don't have enough time, my VP had a jump, right? I was able to go and then go through that process and again, through all of it. I'm a big fan of handling objections. Like, I think it's important to get them out of the way and like cover like, like the, the sort of the obvious ones. The, my biggest thing is to always like focus on focus on the strengths and amp just amplify the hell out of them. But handling those objections, if you don't, if you don't find a way to do that, it's going to come up in a conversation that you're not involved in, you know? Yep, exactly. And I think, and again, if you can, if you use LinkedIn the right way, and this doesn't mean just doing the few little things you provide, actively adding people every day, commenting, et cetera. If you do that, they'll come and learn about you on your page. And then by the time you get on the uh, interview with them, they feel like the persuasion is done. The, it's almost like they already know who you are. Exactly. That That's like half the battle. Right. Yep. And, you know, I'll, I'll give you, let me give you, like, I got another bonus because I, I don't talk, this is actually, I don't usually talk about this topic of interviewing or anything. I actually love it. I'll give you, I'll give you a bonus move. Like this is, this is a, this is like, this takes some serious like chutzpah to do. Okay. So and when I was trying to move to Silicon Valley, um, uh, I, I ended up interviewing for a robotics company that hired me. Okay. 
And so they, I did all these things. I did like that. That's a, that's a whole other episode. I need to, I need to record that episode on my own because that's, there's like all kinds of crazy things like levers I pulled. This company paid $10,000 just to move me from Florida to Silicon Valley. Meanwhile, they had all these people in their backyard. Yep. It's all other story. My, my like slam dunk, like that was kind of, uh, the 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 barn burner question I did was I had a final interview with the CEO. So I, I started with the CEO, then he had me interview with people, final interview with the CEO. And I had one question I knew I was going to ask him. And I, I was so nervous. I was like, because I was like 27 years old. Yep. And I'm interviewing with the CEO of this company. He came from a, a really well, well-known company. Like this guy's been around. And so I, I looked at him and I was like, you know, he's like, uh, what questions do you have for me? And I looked down, I was like, yeah, I was like, you know, I actually only have one question for you because I've, I've talked to everybody. I've researched the company. So like all my questions, it's a great product, the market. All the, I just have one question for you. He's like, yeah, what's the question? And I was like, you know, and I, and I kind of leaned forward and I, I folded my hands and I looked down like as if I was thinking about it, you know, like there's some theatrics to interviewing. Yeah. And I was like, you know, you know, and I, you know, kind of like was shaking my head a little bit. And I, dude, I put all my effort into like practicing. I was like, you know, everything about this company seems great. Product looks great. Super impressive technology, great team and everything. I, I but I, I just need to hear from you. Um, why would I take this job and work here? And I said that like, with kind of like a slight frown on my face, like as if like I was highly skeptical. And I remember like, man, I was like on bullets and he, he looked at me and he leaned forward. He's like, you want me to tell you why you should work here? And I, and I, and I, and I was like, I leaned forward. I'm like, and I was like, yeah, I, I and I kind of like lightened it up. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I was like, why, like, why here? And, and the most important thing, Jacob, about these, about these, these theatrics, you have to own the silence. It's, exactly. There's so much tension to yep. just jump in and, and like, just fill shut it with the words. hell up. Yep. Yeah. You want to fill just, it with words. Exactly. Just shut the hell up and just let, let it sit. Again, this is why practice is so important. And he looks down, he's like, okay, rules of engagement. And I was like, oh, dude, I screwed up. He's going to rip me apart. And he starts going through this whole list. Like, here's the market. He's, and I started, and I sat back listening and I was like, Oh my God, I did it. He's selling me. He's selling me on the job. Next day, I had an offer letter for more money than I ever thought I could ever get at that point as a 27-year-old. You know? Yep. This is what it takes, my friends. And again, to get to that level, like how did I get to that point? I didn't do it by accident. I put many, many hours of studying. I reached out to people. I I I um I reached out to mentors. I took, you know, I didn't pay them, but I took them to lunch to say like, how should I interview and everything? And I started, and again, I took all this stuff together and I'm just, I'm sorry. I, I hate to say this. 0.001% of you might be able to do what I did, but I had a massive amount of talent, a massive amount of diligence and absolutely a massive amount of luck. Do not put your bet on that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Li- like, please, for the love of God, like, if you really, if you're really serious about this, like the dollars will do, do the talking. Most of you, I guarantee if I audit your expenses, there's BS dinners you're going to, you're going out on the weekends. There's, there's some, some alcohol. Like random alcohol, there's, you know, things you're doing, you're taking some stupid trip, you know, that you don't need to be taken. 
I guarantee you, if I audit your expenses, you can find the money there. I guarantee you, you know, and here, like, again, like, because I'm trying to help people out. People have a need to have a different relationship when it comes to debt. Bad debt is like, I'm going to buy, I'm going to go buy a car. I'm going to go buy, you know, some like luxury brand clothing. That's bad debt. You know what good debt is? Go, I think Amex has like Amex Blue or something. It's yeah. like 0% interest for 12 months and up to like, I don't know, five or 10K. If you find an asset, like a, a coach, a program, something where you're like, I know if I invest in this, this is going to help increase my income. Go apply for one of those credit cards, zero interest, get that thing. I mean, unless you're an absolute idiot and you can't like implement things, you will be able to get a high return on that ROI and pay that back. Yep. Like that's how you have to think about these things. Like I wish there was some school on teaching people how to make entrepreneurial decisions, like with their career. A hundred percent. Maybe that's what we, you and I should start. Yeah. That's what, Hey, that's the next course. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's such a good point. And I love where you went there because again, it's what most people just don't do is they don't think ROI. They don't think return on investment. And then they think it has to be one thing. And again, you just have to start learning what's going to be the best for you and how seriously committed are you? Because this is the last thing I can always say. You all that are, not you all, majority of you listening to this spent 50 to 100 grand, went to college to go get a degree. You didn't question at all, but you now can't use it or you don't want to use it and it sucks because you're now like, oh, but medical device sales is what I want to do. But you spent 50 to 100 grand to use something that you're not going to use anymore. But then you see something that gives a 30x return or whatever it is, not my program, someone else's program, whatever it is, but you're like, no, I'm too cheap and I'm going to do it my own way, but I don't know what I'm doing. And I always yeah. just laugh because I can, I, can, I can say this because if I would have been in the same spot, that is why I made my program. It's why we did payment plans. It's why I've done everything that I've done is because if I knew somebody who's got, come in and done what- Don't, you, you, don't you have a guarantee, by the way? I do. So we now See, I made don't, it. I don't, I don't even have a guarantee in my thing because like yeah. I, I know how well it works. I'm like, I don't have to put it. You have a guarantee. What's your guarantee? Six months, you're breaking in six months guarantee <laughs> Dude, or you're back. So are you kidding me? No. Dude, I'll little... take your course. So <laughs> yeah. your, your course has a six month. You didn't tell me this. It's a six month guarantee. So somebody pays you money. You can't get them in for in six months and then you give them their money back in yep. full. Dude, like, <laughs> so that's how confident I am because our average person breaks in and under, like I said, it was 11 weeks. And now, like after the most average, we got people, we got three people in the last week hired in four weeks, three weeks, two and a half weeks um, Dude, with multiple were, offers. Your audience is going to hate me, but if I were you, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even put that guarantee. That's an insane guarantee, man. That's <laughs> well, kind of, that's pretty, I'm, I, I, I like that though. That yeah, says, well, that says a lot. Well, this is what it's like. Cause we know right after getting over 800 people hired and like, like that, I just got an EMT hired in two and a half weeks, got offers from Stryker, J and J and Arthrex. Like we know what yeah. we're able to do and we know the results we get, but yeah, again, we'll, we'll stay off the course. We'll, we'll go more into the thing I wanted to talk about is you have a lot of resources that have helped me that have helped change my life and helped me get where I'm going. Um, and, Thanks, and I, and I just want to say, first off, thank you so much to you because it has made a huge difference in my life, but I know the value that it's bringing. So again, I want to touch on, because you do have a course about LinkedIn and, and I know that it could be very, very helpful for a lot of people who, again, you guys, you got to stop thinking about $2, $5, $20. Cause I actually just made a post about this today. If I gave you a $5 bill or a $100 bill, the only value that changes is what you put on it. It's all fake. It's a piece of paper and we rip it off. And in America, we just decide to print more because we just want more. Um, but again, you just have to find the value. But the reason I want to say is, can you kind of tell us a little bit about some of the programs that you do offer? Because I want, I know you give a lot of 
your, your course is like, I'm so proud to be a part of. And as, again, you give so much detail, so much information. And it is like, again, if you're just not lazy, which we preach all the time and you take the action, there's nothing but results. Yeah, no, no, totally. So, um, so my main program, I can guarantee you like none of your listeners, a, I don't think they can afford it, uh, but B, they're just not qualified for it. It's, it's really for, uh, people who are, so my main program called the medical sales, uh, uh, not, uh, medical sales network effects program. Um, it focuses on teaching people how to sell at scale and persuade at scale and drive technology adoption using social media. But we have, you know, we teach people how to use video sales letters. We have advanced techniques like chat GPT. So there's 0.01% of all salespeople who even know what that is, Yep. you know, and, you know, I have CEOs in that program. I have founders, I have sales reps, and, you know, we have a private network and everything. The thing actually that I'd love to offer your audience and my recommendation personally is spend the money to do this thing, get your LinkedIn upgrade and everything, then go and get into Jacob's program because now you've invested into making sure that your LinkedIn is up to date, not only to help you get in, but leverage it to sell, right? Plus like getting into Jacob's program will accelerate you. So if they go to, upgrade my linkedin.com um that's we'll put, that's we'll put the link in the the below in the description yeah we'll put the link below but again you go you can type in don't put it just like that so put www.upgrademylinkedin.com and then we'll uh the code will say is new new to medical device sales that'll be the code so new new to medical device sales will be your code and then i'll discount it so that everybody i think it's a 297 dollar course uh, i'll give it to your audience for i think uh we'll do it for like 79 bucks or something, yeah. you know? That's awesome, um, man. So, so that core, that little mini course will walk them through in a weekend. And that way um, uh, what they can, what they're able to uh, do is upgrade their entire LinkedIn um, and then learn, you know, get some foundations of persuasion in there, right? Get their LinkedIn up and going and piping, start adding their hiring managers and all these different people and again, this is just what I would do. Then go, A, I think they have to apply for your program. You don't just take everybody anymore, right? No, yeah. So, okay. So they got to apply for your program, get in. And aside from the fact that it'll accelerate their time in, the most important thing is after they go through my little mini course, they add people, they make their LinkedIn and everything. Then they go through your program so that they learn how to leverage that network. And then more importantly, when they have all these interviews with the hiring managers, they know how to evaluate which company they should go to based on their skill set, their career aspirations. How do they leverage a higher salary? What can they expect and everything? Because again, if you don't know these things, it's so easy to get it taken advantage of. And personally, you shouldn't feel like upset about that. That's what a business should do. Like if I invest in a business, like they they the business needs to look out for itself, not not for like hiring a an entry-level employee I, I i'm a big believer in overpaying people but like when you hire an entry-level employee like you have no idea what's going to happen with that person yep. right um so and you know again like one thing i'll say is the one thing that i don't think i've ever i don't think anybody's ever said in their life is they say you know where i really screwed up in my life i bought too many books and invested in uh like coaches and online courses that's where that's where i screwed up in my life like it just doesn't happen yeah you know but look the advice i that we talked through on this is powerful take advantage of it take action on it i would love for your listeners to you know follow me online so i have a linkedin i have an instagram i have a tiktok 
you know, I'm posting more stuff on TikTok. I have a, I have a great meme page called all hail medical sales. So you find <laughs> that on, you find that on TikTok and Instagram. Like yeah. there's some awesome memes on there. Um, you know, and then in terms of just content, um, my LinkedIn profile and they can check out, uh, the state of MedTech. They can go to my website, Katib and co. I mean, I got content all over the place. Yep. You know, I have a, on a, on a separate note, like my personal YouTube channel, I, I do a lot of book reviews and I interview a lot of cool authors, you know, I love um, but that, in either way, I'd love, I'd love for your audience to follow me and be part of my journey. Cause you know, I got a lot to say, I got a lot to share. And if even some of it helps somebody make more money or hit their career aspirations, like that just makes my day. A hundred percent. And a hundred, the reason I just say that to you guys is I can sit here and tell you from, from experience, you know, like the Omar gets results. Um, and then that's why I'm so thankful. And he, again, he's a friend, he's a mentor. He's been able to help me um, level up and, and change my life as well. Um, just because again, he he reached out to me and he saw something in me when I was posting on LinkedIn, but he gave me some some feedback you're, on you're one of the few people that I was like, I like this guy's gotta be my program because he's 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 killing it. He can be killing he can be crushing it even more. Yep. And what uh, was the first piece of advice I gave you, by the way? When, when we, when we talked about you, about your program, everything, do you remember that? Yeah, no, a hundred percent. Just so you guys know, thanks to Omar, you guys to pay a little more. Cause I was going to charge way less. <laughs> I told him I, and, and yeah, you guys can, you guys can send me all the hate mail you want. <laughs> the first thing I told Jacob, I was like, Jacob, you're, you're, you're charging way too less. You should be like charging a lot more for these things. And the reason why, the reason why you charge more is because a there is some pain. He's absolutely correct. Look, in my own course, my course used to cost like nineteen hundred bucks. Every time I raise my price, it becomes easier to sell, and I get way better quality people that actually get results. Because as a business, that's, that's what you need. Thing. That's the biggest thing. Like to everybody who's listening, because I, I I can just want to just chime in. Everyone who's like, oh, scam, all this stuff. You're not quality. You are not quality. You don't see the investment, and we don't want those people in our in our, in our lives anyway. Because yeah, I can no. sit here and tell you. I just had this talk with a buddy. All we do and all you guys do that are listening to this, try to use us. Every single message. I have 30 some messages Dude, every people, morning. People run a scam scam on you all every every day just trying to scam you out of free advice. Exactly. Every, every single day I wake up and I have over 30 messages. Advice that they're LinkedIn. not going to take, by the way. It, advice no, exactly. that they're not going to take. We put it out there for free, but all this LinkedIn message, I get 30 plus messages a day and you guys are like, hey, got a job for me? Hey, anything? And you like this is why I tell people, you don't care one bit about me. But that's what we and those, know. And you know what? Though, those those people are gonna those are those are gonna be the lousiest salespeople. I just have to point out, 100%. great salespeople. This is so cliche, but it's true. Great salespeople really focus on providing value and helping their customer solve a problem outside of even their 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 own products. Hundred percent. That's what great great salespeople know how to. And, and people are you know I've heard this all the time, but it's so true. Great salespeople, and I consider myself a damn good salesperson. Empathetic. They, they, they learn how to focus on the other person and look last week, you know, for people who, you know, so every Thursday at 3 PM Pacific on my LinkedIn and YouTube and Twitter, I do like a live show. And last week I was ripping everybody a new one because, uh, there's this whole follow-up process, right? And actually this is, this is with the hiring method as well. When you, when you're trying to close a deal, like there's follow-up, right? And I tell salespeople, I'm like, you know, nobody wants to work with you, at least the ones who are struggling because your follow-up is more about you closing the deal than about the people you're trying to do the deal with. Preach. Preach all day long. Right? And we talk about this all the time in the course. I literally just had a talk right before we got on this call. And it's all about you never make it about you. You make it about them and how, and again, when you're trying to break in, what can you learn from them? And you know what? I just had one of our students. He's been in, like, this is where I get the most psyched. 
He's been in the course for three days. He just had an hour conversation with an area sales manager at Medtronic. And during that conversation, he said, this is the best in 15 years, the best conversation I've ever had. And it's because you're so different. And again, it's what we teach in the course. But again, it goes back to what we're so big on is everybody. And he, and this was the comment from the Medtronic rep and the the area sales manager. He said, everyone calls me and asks for a job. Everyone calls me what they can get from me. How many, how many? Yeah. And and now like, this is the last part. And then I have to, I have to go have dinner with my family, but like, I want to share some, like just some thoughts on, on like personal development and self-development for the people who like are just so negative and they want it, you know, there are scams out there. Absolutely. But you know what? I'll tell you, I'll tell you, there are things out there that are actually like legit scams that I found a way to like actually learn something from them. I've learned like what not to do even. Um, and, and what I'd say is like, people have such a negative attitude about things. Like, you know, I think the people who, who you just described the, their problem is that everything is so focused on what's in it for them. Everything is focused. Yeah. Everything's focused on what's the shortcut, what's the easy way and everything. And you know what? I'll tell you, I'll tell you. And again, I'm not like some random dude, you know, I, 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 I work with the most prestigious people in this industry. The most well-known names come on my show. Uh, the most uh, respected people respect me, right? I, that's that's how why at least professionally, I, I I'm very proud of my success. Is that I I'm, I measure my success. Well, hey, what's 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 actually coming in revenue is a good indication. But the yeah. other side is like, do I have the respect of my peers, yeah. right? And I do. And what I what I tell you is that. A lot of you just, you you have the wrong attitude and you're never going to get hired. You know, think about this guy you just said, who, who's an area sales manager. Everybody is calling him to ask him for a job versus saying, hey, let me tell you why I would be an asset to you. Let me, t- you know, here, I, I'm provi- I'm going to provide just, uh, it's like end of day and end of day when somebody interviews me on a podcast, I just give away all kinds of gems. <laughs> let me give you, let me give another gem. Here on my desk sits a very powerful book. There's two versions of it, the long version, the short. I own both. It's called The 48 Laws of Power. This is one. This is a fantastic book about history. And, and Robert Greene, the author, literally documents what, how does the world work. And this book is extremely controversial. They banned, it, banned this pr- in, in some federal pr- prisons, actually. Like the prisoners are not allowed to read this book. What I recommend to your viewer, to your listeners to do is go search the 48 Laws of Power Summary. Read those 48 laws and then identify the three laws they violate most often. I guarantee you a lot of your listeners who they, they, they're, they're probably really ambitious and to be good. I bet you a lot of them, they're going to violate law number one, which is never outshine the master. Okay. And I say that because the number one way to getting hired, the number one day to moving up in your career is part of it is being really good. But the other side of it is how do I produce massive results and make other people look really good so that they decide, man, I'm going to, as I go higher, like I need to pull this person with me. This person's a freaking asset to my career. You know, when you, when you get to a point that you have, you've been given so much responsibility in a company that when you leave, it's like a, like a huge issue like people get livid, you've done a good job. Yep. Okay. Yep. But most of you aren't going to reach that because all you're focused on is like, hey man, give me this big six figure salary. Because like, what have you done to show that you deserve that money? 
Bam. And that's why I just want to make the comment. It's because you guys are like, and again, when I say you guys, I hope like, again, it's a certain people, the people who know that they're not, and they're doing it the right thing. They're like, that's not me, Jake. Like I, I, I do this, but like, I can say the majority of people, they're just they don't selfish. need this podcast. No, yeah. <laughs> Those people don't need this podcast. Yeah. They're just, they're just selfish. And it's just like, Hey, what it's always about, what can you get? And it's why I can sit here and tell you why you'll never be a good sales rep. And you will be like, that's not true. Oh, blah, blah, blah. You want to know why? Because exactly what Omar says, I used to set up my competitor's stuff for them. Like they they didn't know how to do it. And they were, uh, they, we had something that competed. They had another one that we didn't have. And I used to help because guess what? At that moment, it's not about me and how much money I'm making. It's about the patient on the table and what's going to be the asset in the room. You guys ask, Oh, how can you be a good rep? How that it's because I never once, and it's why I've said it a million times, and we'll say it a million one times. I've never tried to be in med device sales and be a med device rep. I've always come in and been a personal trainer. Where can I make relationships? Where can I add value? And where I, can I make sure that I can make a, uh, an impact? Bam. We do that and we solve the problem that we're facing. Bam. It's all going to fall into place. But it's to the people who are like, how much money should I get? What can I get out of this? Uh, because you guys, what you don't understand is what you don't offer. And the second thing and last thing I'll say is it comes from a scarcity mindset. You don't think you'll ever make more money. You don't, because that's why I'm okay with purchasing. Oh, it. That's why I'm giving that's other a good point. Away. I sit here and say, I'm okay with spending thousands of dollars on coaching. I'm okay with buying courses because guess what? I know those skills are going to be 20 X over and guess what? I'm going to make more and, money. Cause guess what? And I can, I can confirm, I can confirm that he spent, he has definitely spent thousands of dollars on coaching. <laughs> I can confirm that, <laughs> and you know, so but again, like it's, it's, and part of it is that it's, it's the results you get. Like, and he wouldn't, he wouldn't continue doing that if he wasn't getting results. Like I can Bam. guarantee you that, it's, that, that would have that'd been very short lived and look like here's the best part. If somebody, if you're listening, if you got into this point of the podcast, whether you believe in God or simulation, like let's just say this happened specifically for you. So now the person who's listening to this right now, who's like, he's not really talking to me. I am talking to you. You probably have a bad attitude. You probably have the wrong outlook on life. But the best part is that if you're willing to make a decision to change that, right? The, all these books on history, go read Viktor Frankl's uh, Man's Search for Meaning. You'll you'll cry. This guy's lived in Auschwitz uh, concentration camp with Nazis. Right? He found fulfillment and meaning in life. What did that book teach me? It taught me that the the power of perceptions, you get to change how you perceive things. Yep. And so all these things that you perceive as problems and everything, look at these as opportunities. Like, look, having difficulty getting in, hey, you get an opportunity to look at yourself and say, you know what? Maybe I'm not as good as I thought I am. Maybe I'm maybe I'm 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 like I'm under illusions here and 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 you take a few steps back and be like, yeah, you know what? I don't think I would hire me. Maybe you got this bad attitude, maybe you got the wrong uh, setup. So look at that as an opportunity to say, you know what, now I can be a student and, and go learn. How do I get better? How do I position myself? You know, there's another um, and I'll Jacob, shoot me an email to remind me to send you this. Yeah. I'll send these two links, they're free. Uh, on Audible and, and and Spotify, I think I had Jacob listen to this. Uh, Zig Ziglar's "How to Stay Motivated." Yep. Listen to nothing else but that audiobook and listen to it sixteen times. Like I'm being serious. I listened to that sixteen times. It took me two years. It taught me the power of how to be motivated, how to look at how to look at problems as opportunities. Has always be open minded, humble. You know, you know that's the thing of it. Like this is like. Right now, especially, this is the time to build those habits of success and habits in the mind because that's what somebody's going to hire you on. Again, yep. like Jacob pointed out earlier, no one's hiring you for your experience technically. They're going to hire based on your character, 
your values, your potential, all these things. And so a lot of that is like, what's the, like, why do you think striker of all, like of all striker hires more D one athletes in A to B. Do you know why that is? It's not by accident. It's because most D one athletes have been trained on how to think team oriented. They've been trained on how to be extremely competitive, you know, all these things. Right. And look, I think Jacob would agree with me early in your career. And we, and then I really got to wrap up yeah, and yeah, go. Cause like, 100%. but I'm having, I'm having fun. We should do, we should do another one of these Hundred um, is early in your career. You're going to be doing one of two things, learning or earning. And when you, when you do things right, you get to later in career. Like when I was my last two companies I worked for, I was both learning and earning early in your career. The mentees that I've had, you know, back when I was mentoring a lot of people, the ones who, cause I, I was talking to my wife about this, the ones who are making the most money right now. And I can count at least three or four of them who are under the age of 30 and they're salaried between 210 and 350. Okay. All of them for like pushed off making easy money first and looked at where can I get the most opportunity for to learn the most responsibility and everything. Cause then you can leverage that. If all you focus on is, is just like, where can I make money? And you don't try and think like more long-term you know, a lot of that's short lived. That's the magic word you just said. I actually just had a call with one of my, my students right now. And it was the reason I win. The reason we win in our course is because we don't think next week, next month, next, next sale. We think next quarter, three months from now, six months from now, nine months from now, lifetime access. Because again, I'm trying to build something. We're trying to build what can we do today that's going to help impact our territory? What's good, what can we do today to help us get hired three, six, nine, weeks from now, because we know, I know the process. I have it down. We get it down. But even in my, for me to get a deal done, right? The reason I've had people call me, Hey, how have you had success? I never tried to do the quick sale. I never tried mm-hmm. to do it right away. It's I'm building my career. So same thing. This is why I love what you just said, because everyone's like, I need to get into medical advice. I need to get into, it. I need to do it. Guess what? If it doesn't matter in five years, it doesn't matter in five or don't worry about it for five minutes. I say that to our course for the fact of this, you guys are trying to break in in three months, four months, five months. I say these weeks, but I say this to all the time in our course. What happens if you break in in six weeks or 15 weeks? Who cares? You broke in, right? But what if it was with the right team, the right person, and it got you in the position where it's going to make you successful three, five years, 10 years from now? That's what we're worried about. And that's what we help teach and get you compared to everybody's like, it's what uh, Omar just said. And I hear this all the time. I have so many of you guys call me this. They rushed in. They tried to do it on their own. They didn't know what they were doing. They got in six months, but they were blind. And now they're at a crappy company making no money. They don't know what to do. They're trying to make the next jump. They're trying to make the next lifeboat. And now they're just going to continue to jump and jump and jump. And they want to save money, but they're actually losing all this money because they don't know what they're doing. And they're setting themselves into a career that's only going to be a down spiral compared to the people who are winning, the people you see, the people you listen to, the people that you keep coming back for more and more advice, have been able to do it, crush it, and be where you're at, where you want to be, can give you the game plan. But nah, I'm just going to see what happened. That's the difference. What are you thinking short-term? What's going to help you today? Are you thinking long-term? Because everybody, and I'm the reason I stayed on this and the last thing I'll say, everyone who calls me, this is my dream. This is what I want to do. I know I'm a hundred percent in. I want to make this my career. 99% of you don't mean that because otherwise you would think and act way differently. That's exactly it. I couldn't, couldn't have said it better, man. It's, it, and it, it's, it, it's so true, man. I mean, look, like 
part of the reason why I came back and I'm doing what I'm doing now with the industry and everything is just like a lot of it's just a mindset thing, man. Yep. There's, there's like a, like a little bit like way too much arrogance in this industry, not enough uh, humility and like eagerness to like learn and get better. Um, you know, and so I hope like the person who's like listened to this podcast all the way to this point, like, you know, the way Jacob talks and I've listened to your episodes, Jacob, and you know, you're, you're an intense guy like me, which I think that's why you get along so well. <laughs> yeah. But I think it's because you're, you genuinely care about your, the listener and you're trying to be like a, like a, like a good older brother and kind of push them and say, Hey, look, I, I have self-respect. You should have self-respect because I could see who you can be. Bam. Like I'll just sit here and tell you the, it's why I did it for two years for free. I love every single person here. And I'm trying to tell you the hard truth that you actually need to hear. I wish somebody would have grabbed me and shook me a while ago. And I can sit here and tell you from things that happened in my own family. If I would have sat them down and had the real hard conversation, I could have saved four years of heartache. I could have saved all these problems. I could have not had to go through half the pain that I did if somebody would have sat down and we went through that sucky one conversation where there would have been tears, there would have been heartache, and it would have sucked for about three days. But then the rest of our lives would have moved on. But everyone's passive aggressive. Everybody doesn't want to actually take on the problem. And that's why people listen to me and they're like, wow, you get so passionate, you get it. Because I know if you just listen and did what I said, you would change your freaking life. But you're too arrogant and you're going to go through so much pain and so much time and you're going to prolong it and just be lost for the next three, six, nine, 12 months. Again, you guys all think when you hear this and you're like, oh no, he's just trying to make money. I put out over 140 episodes for free. I put out a thousand articles, TikToks, everything you can do for free. If I was really that money hungry, I wouldn't do any of that. I would make you guys pay for everything. Well, thing. And and dude, like the here's the other thing is like, you know, this is like your your side gig, man. Like you 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 still you work for a company. You're actually very successful at it too, <laughs> you know. And so like. You're not hurting, you know, no. and again, like, um, like, look, because I do this full time, you know, yep. so I have a course, but I do advising, I do all these things. So like on my course, like I've been asked like, Hey man, like, like, so my main course, depending on what month it is, like the cheapest it's ever been is $3,000, right? So some people ask me like, dude, why don't you make it more affordable? Why don't you make it like 500 bucks? And my answer to that is two reasons. Number one, quality of student will go down, but let's say the quality isn't there. At the same time, you know what, man? I'm a business owner. I need to charge what it's actually worth so that I can invest in the product and make it better. Like, look, the product has like, you know, we have live calls. We have yep. uh, we have special guest speakers. There's, there's you know, fees to host these things. Like, all this stuff isn't for free. No, exactly. You know? That's what I mean, people forget. And I say this all the time and, in my course, and you are the same way. If you actually value, or if you actually did and you put all the hours that you get in, you actually lose money. Like I sit here all the time. If I charge my hourly yeah. rate and I, if I charge my hourly rate with how many people I've already been on the call with three people today. Like if I charge my hourly rate, what I'm making doing medical device sales, I'm losing money, but that's not what it's about. It's about making impact, helping people. And then, like you said, every dollar I make, how do you think we are able to provide so much value, make so much content, be able to put out all these articles, why I'm still working a full time and running the Western United States, just like you. You have to be able to invest in it so we can get the best results for our people. Yeah. And again, like, you know, what I, what I would tell people like, you know, and, and this is just, again, something else I wish somebody else told me is when I was younger, you know, I spent so much time outside of my job trying to do things like day trading or like, uh, what else, like selling random things. So all those things are fine. 
But the number one thing that you should be maximizing is your income earning potential and what the hell you do for a living. Yep. I w- like, like immediately, the moment that I did that, I did that like five or six years into my career, my income went up like 30 or 40%, like insane. And I remember thinking, I'm like, geez, why didn't I just do that? Because that actually, you know, like the biggest you know, impact on your yeah. life. Cause, cause you know what? Like, I'll tell you, like, <laughs> let's say it's just like day trading or like some people, they want to get into real estate. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. But do you really think you're you're talented enough that you're going to spend what 20% of your time or 10% of your time a week on this one thing? Meanwhile, there's hundreds of other people who are dedicated. They're all in on this one thing on real estate investing or something 100%. You think somehow you're you're like you you you're going to get lucky. So again, like this is how people need to think. They got to think about where am I going to spend my time? And again, like even in work. When I was working at at Mazor Robotics, one of the leaders gave me advice and he's like, you know, you should spend more time, uh, like go to a course and learn how to use Excel and everything. I'm like, oh, that's a great idea. Until I realized, I'm like, wait a minute. How, like, how? why would I spend time to get from like mediocre to slightly better in Excel versus investing in what I'm really good at, which is marketing and selling. And I was like, how do I go from really, really good to like world-class and top 1%? Yep. And so like the, the quality of questions you ask yourself is going to reflect the quality of life you're going to live. You know, so again, ask yourself these questions like, why am I not getting hired? Why am I struggling so much? Right. And 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 really ask yourself those hard questions. I would recommend go ask people that you're close to who know you really well and tell them, like, hey, just give me some, I need some like very candid feedback. Why do you think it's this? And tell them, like, I don't need you to sugarcoat it. Like, please be serious. And you know the people to go ask, yeah. right? They're they're gonna tell to you and it's gonna hurt, it's gonna make you upset. But in that truth, like you'll find you'll find freedom if you choose it. Amen, man. That is where we end it right there. I, I there love we go. that. Because we'll go another two hours. Yeah, you know? Again, <laughs> we can just keep going, man. Um, Omar, again, I just want to say thank you so much for taking time out of your day, man, and your evening. I know you're not with your family right now eating dinner. So just want to, again, say thank you so much. And again, just providing value to the listeners. And just last thing, again, I just want you to plug yourself one more time so they know where we go because I know we're a little later in the podcast. Yeah. So again, for the, for the, uh, and I just created the link, go to www.upgrademylinkedin.com. You can use the code new to medical device sales. Okay. Any spaces or no spaces? No spaces is all one thing. And I'll give you the link that just automatically takes them there. Um, online, just look me up Instagram, you know, uh, TikTok, LinkedIn, YouTube, just Omar M. Khatib. And the last thing, look up the state of med tech. I got some damn good episodes with like really big leaders, former CEO of Medtronic, the uh, Antoine Papernick investor of the biggest uh, venture firm in Europe. Like, you know, we got a lot of sales episodes. Go check out the state of MedTech. And if you haven't done it yet, A, be sure you give Jacob five stars and write a review. If you've been a listener, you haven't done that yet, shame on you. And then go and do that for me as well. Do that on Spotify and Apple because we're we're try- between our two shows, we're just going to dominate like the healthcare, uh, healthcare sales podcast space. You got that right, baby. That is the goal and that's the, the dream. But man, thank you so much again. I appreciate you. And to everyone listening, again, always appreciate the support. Like Omar said, please go to both of our uh, channels and five-star review helps us grow, uh, like, and subscribe. Because again, it's how we grow this and be able to make bigger impact. And then again, as you guys heard several times throughout today's show, again, we now have a six-month guarantee in the course. Again, it literally nowhere else exists. You can come in, you break in, our average person's breaking in now at 9.6 weeks at, at $91,000 in here. Worst case scenario, you don't get in, you get all your money back. Uh, we also offer modules, videos. We do coaching calls. We then have 
uh, role plays, mock interviews. We do one-on-one coaching. Again, we only allow five people in. We have been co- be, being more choosy and we are being very more strict on who we allow in because again, we know the results we get. We know we're getting a 30X return in under 10 weeks. We know that we're going to help change your life and we're going to help you get through your career and, and just pro uh, advance much faster. So again, if you guys are interested, please feel free to reach out to me. The one thing I'll say is reach out to me on LinkedIn. If you cannot find me on LinkedIn for some reason, reach out to me on Instagram, new to medical device sales or Jacob McLaughlin Fitness. I have two Instagrams there. Again, TikTok, new to medical device sales everywhere else, YouTube, again. But I really appreciate you guys. I thank you so much for staying with us and we will see you on the next one. Peace.